Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com What's up? The SAFE Act has been introduced into Congress, but wait, there's more. It is the first marijuana liberalization law that's ever made it out of committee. What does that mean? Well, my name's Tom, I'm a cannabis lawyer, and I'm here to walk you through the entire things that you need to know about the SAFE Act. First off, the SAFE Act stands for the Secure and Fair Enforcement Act. Oh my gosh, the second thing is, I should probably stop this because the word banking is right there. It's absolutely the SAFE Banking Act, and that's enough to get you to change that. The SAFE Banking Act. The first bill to ever make it out of committee that is a marijuana liberalization bill. I mean that it's not going to totally legalize marijuana. We're going to discuss what it does. It basically legalizes marijuana without actually legalizing marijuana. That's why it's not a perfect bill, but it has made it out of committee. So what does that mean? Well, let's all go back to seventh grade civics and talk about how a bill becomes law. You're going to want to hang out until the end because what you're going to learn right now will really help improve your ability to estimate how long it will take before legalization. The SAFE Act was first introduced. This wasn't the first time the SAFE Act was introduced. The SAFE Act was actually introduced in the previous Congress in 2017, 115th Congress. That one died in committee. This one in the 116th Congress, substantially, if not exactly the same bill, except there are more co-sponsors on the bill. Those have really increased. And that might explain why in this Congress, it actually made it out of committee. First, the bill is introduced. This has happened a lot. There's a lot of marijuana bills currently in Congress. We'll do another one of these later. Second, it has to go into committee. This is where most marijuana bills go to die. This one didn't it actually made it out. It means that we're going to have some floor action. What is floor action? It's where they amend the bill and they talk about what they want to do with it besides what's actually in it. It might get changed. It might get tweaked. However, then it will come up for a vote. And then that vote leads to more committee time because the bill has to be the same from the Senate and also the House. That's why we shouldn't be, like, trumpeting our horns too much just yet. There's a lot that can still go wrong, including the expiration of this Congress, by the way. Then this Congress might need to then be the next one in 2021 and reintroduce the Safe Banking Act. It happens. Will it get a floor action? Yes. When? I'm not sure. What about the vote? Also don't know. And then how many changes are they going to propose to the actual text of the Safe Banking Act, which is really, really cool, and I can't wait to tell you about it. 
Then it's going to have to go to committee because it has to be the same in both uh, sections of sections chambers of Congress. And finally, it would be out to the president's signature. This may never happen. Remember with the farm bill, it took a long time between the uh, introduction, making it out of committee, getting into the house time, well, I'm sorry, the floor time with the vote, and then eventually it made it to the president's desk in December of 2018. And the way that they got that done was, of course, tying it into the budget. So will the SAFE Banking Act be tied into the budget? We'll find out right around fall, because that is when the federal budget year starts. I believe it's October 1st. And so the budget gets kicked down all throughout summer. And then there was even more continuing resolutions that kept the government, quote unquote, open for a bit until they had an agreement sometime about Christmas, December 15th or so, or 20th, whenever he signed it. And that was contingent upon the budget. So watch out for the government shutting down again. And then suddenly it is now safe to bank cannabis. And what do I mean by that? Well, quite simply, what I mean by that is the Safe Banking Act does a few principal things. First, it provides literal safe harbor to federal bank regulators when it comes to an FDIC uh, federally insured institution. So the Federal Department of Insurance Coverage, no corporation, yeah, it is a corporation, but that basically means that your bank is FDIC insured for $250,000 on your deposits. If it is, then that bank comes under FDIC regulation, and the bank regulators have not been on board with banking cannabis yet. Second, it defines a term that we need to know, cannabis-related legitimate business, all right? C-R-L-Bs, cannabis-related legitimate businesses. This is not that dissimilar than what Illinois has done with its Safe Banking Act. It's called the Illinois Safe Banking Act. I'm not sure what it's called. I've written about it, and I've done these YouTubes about it. It actually has a lot of the same language that the Safe Banking Act does in the federal Congress. So these cannabis-related businesses, they are given protections, literal protections by an act of Congress that directly <laughs> disagrees with another act of Congress being the Controlled Substances Act. So these cannabis-related businesses will be given not only safe harbor so that they can get bank accounts from the FDIC, they aren't going to face any problems now from the FDIC in obtaining those uh, loans, but it's not just the businesses, it's also their employees or even their real estate. Now, the employee of the cannabis company will also be okay, and so they will be able to have real estate loans because cannabis businesses, they can be... Uh, they can be just as equipment and you know, capital intensive as any other agricultural operation. You know, it's not like having a brew pub is cheap. It, it may be. I mean, you can cash flow it, but, you know, you really do then need a bank so that you can get a loan and secure it through all those uh, pieces of equipment collateral and actually bank the industry. So if this passes, watch out for the cannabis industry to just explode. And then what would happen? Cannabis legalization becomes, you know, less of an issue. You see, it would, why would you effectively need to take it out of the Controlled Substances Act? Justice. Right, of course. Further, the SAFE Act offers ancillary business protections. These are against uh, money laundering and then also doing transactions with money that you know has been laundered. Uh, so it's 18 U.S.C. 1956 and 1957. Having these, these monies that, of course, came from the sales of a uh, Schedule One substance, marijuana, uh, 
has a lot of problems because it, it is actually a crime under both of those statutes. It's money laundering, but then it's also transactions and these unlawful activities. And so it's a double whammy. But no, now you have a legitimate ancillary business protection against those. Then there's general protections for cannabis-related businesses. I'm sorry, cannabis-related legitimate businesses, CRLBs. Those general protections extend to all federal laws. So if you are following the state laws, the federal laws don't apply. Not all that different than what they have done with the defunding of the war on medical marijuana. This essentially now expands that to if you're following state law, the federal law doesn't matter. Uh, and then you have a forfeiture protection for these CRLBs, meaning that just because you are doing something that is illegal uh, and could expose you to the forfeiture statutes on the federal laws, they, they will no longer apply. So it's a lot, a lot of affirmative rights that they're giving these CRLBs, but it doesn't really address the heart of the issue. Why is marijuana still a Schedule One controlled substance? That's the question that doesn't get answered with a safe banking act, but a lot of good stuff happens. And then finally, Banks are not going to be required to loan to CRLBs, but they can if they want. That's pretty cool, huh? If you learned something, please drop us a comment. If you liked it, give us a subscribe. And if you didn't like it, just give us a like then.